Welcome to The Harmonious Hustle, where I'll share how to lean into success without sacrificing yourself, because you don't have time for that. I'm Nicole Sylvester, best-selling author, spiritual teacher, mentor, mama, and I'm all about saying hell yes to your best life. I'll let you in on my favorite tips and tools for feeling your absolute best. Plus, real, unfiltered conversations and inspiration on wellness, business, spirituality, relationships, self-love, confidence, money, and more. I promise to bring you truth without the BS so you can find success on your terms and feel amazing. Join my new Harmonious Hustle Facebook group to stay connected and ask questions. Connect with me on Instagram if you haven't already, and be sure to say hello because I love meeting my community. Are you ready for an upgrade? Let's get started. Today's episode is going to inspire you. Yes, I know I say that often, but that's because it's true. But this particular episode, this man, what he's been up to, inspires me. It makes me think when I think that I've given it all, when I think that I've pushed myself to my limit, I, I reevaluate it from watching James Silvis. So James and I met at a mastermind. I brought his wife, Amanda, on the show before. You may be familiar with her, but now I want you to learn all about him and go follow him. After this episode, you're gonna be like, holy crap. James is a mind specialist, peak performance coach. He travels all over and speaks, motivates, and gets people to stretch beyond what they think is possible. He has spoken at Nike, MGM, Caesars. He has done this walk, this 24-hour walk around Las Vegas, and we go into that today. And I know it's going to inspire you to stretch beyond what you think is possible. And I can't wait to hear. So be sure to give James a follow and also share this with someone. This is one of those episodes that I know for sure that any person can benefit from. Man or a woman, doesn't matter your age or what you're into. We all at some given point have this moment where we think that we've given all that we can got that or that we got that there's no possible way that we could go even a little bit further but then there's much more left to give and that's what this episode really demonstrates and i can't wait to hear what you think about it before we go into the actual episode i want to remind you once more about soulful six-figure summer This is my summer program. It's my signature business momentum session for the summertime. And this year it's a little bit different because we're focused on you coming out as a brand, you coming out with all of your magic and finding your momentum, finding your thrive spot from you being you in the most boldest, fullest expressed way, but also backed by strategy. So you have the how-to, the strategy, but then you also have me and a group of people that are also saying yes to their business. We're all going to champion you, your dream, your vision, and you're going to really stretch into a new way of being. So if you haven't already, maybe you're already signed up. If you haven't already, go over to my Instagram, check out my link tree, click on the link. You can sign up. There's a paid in full option where you save money or there's an easy payment plan. Send your questions to me through DM or email or reach out to my team. Either way, we got you covered. But for now, 
open your heart, open your ears, enjoy this episode, get what you need from it. You're going to love James and be sure to share this and tag James and myself in this. I love to hear what you love about the episodes. Enjoy. James, I am so excited to have you to share, I'm honored to share be here. you in the form of a podcast because I was sharing you with some of my friends on Instagram, like, watch this guy. He's doing something totally crazy. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty inspiring though. So thank you so much for coming and um, tell us a little bit from your perspective, who are you and why do you do what you do and what are you excited about? Whatever feels good to you right now. Yeah. Yeah. So about me, I, I love challenging myself. I've, I love putting myself in positions where I don't know what's going to happen because that's where I find I learn the most about myself. And mm. sometimes, you know, that can be seen as crazy or, you know, the people who, get, who understand that type of lifestyle will get, will get it. But from, I'll give you a couple of examples. One, going to Peru and staying in the jungles. That was absolutely insane. And I've never camped yeah. before. And to go from zero camping experience to living in the jungles, eating off the food, being around indigenous people that don't speak the same language, that was insane. So that's an example of like my, my spiritual challenge. And then just recently I did this walk 61 miles in 25 hours and 30 minutes just to see what my mind goes through at the moments where I want to give up. I know that life is always going to deal me uncertainty. It's always going to give me moments where there's pain involved and I want to do a good job of, of when that pain does come, I want to make sure my mind is ready and knows how to navigate it. So I'll do the front end work of purposely and consciously putting myself in positions where I'm the least experienced, I'm the most afraid, and I have the most to gain. Hmm. So that's kind of like a, a backstory on like how I grew up. That's, that yeah. was literally me. I, I was like, how can I challenge myself? And obviously it was never easy. And I do it more now than I've ever had before because of the industry that I'm in. Yeah. Um, and I find that the more I know myself, the more I can help other people understand themselves. I love so, that. That makes sense. And that's an excellent intro, better than the intro I gave you. <laughs> right? Okay. But, no, but that's the deal. I, that's why I always like to hear from people too. But I think the cool thing is, by the way, I always prefer any men that people are like, who should I, who should my husband work with? Or what's the man? I'm always like you or Brandon because, oh, and you. you guys are friends. But it's something about this, this mindset that's like, I'm going all in and yes. it's like really meaning it, right? So I was inspired. I'm watching James, guys. This is, he's in Las Vegas. I'm in Philadelphia. I'm going to bed. It's like, I don't know, one in the morning, <laughs> my time. <laughs> he's walking this walk of 61 miles. And I see, you know, I see where you guys start. You start the walk and you're ready to go. You guys are talking yeah. about it. You know, you and Amanda, who's been, uh, James' wife has been on the show. They're talking about it. They're gearing up. They're getting their electrolytes and their food and, you know, the shoe stuff and whatever. Right, right. And, you know, you don't know how it's going to go. At, like James said, you know, he wants to see what happens. And I'm watching and I see like you're like, oh, my God, it's only halfway through. And I see you guys are like visibly yeah. tired. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I go to bed and I'm just like, I want to see what happens, you know. So I'm waking up at like, you know, 7 a.m. my time. It's 4 a.m. your time. So it's interesting. But let's just talk about what it was like. First off, you wanted to do this. It was benefiting something. What was it benefiting? Yeah, it was benefiting. Uh, there was a lot of things that was benefiting. One is mental health, but two is a nonprofit locally that serves the disadvantaged in the Las Vegas community. Uh, and I'll tell you guys like hold the whole backstory of like how this came in and maybe this yeah. is the right time to jump in. Yeah, and go say ahead. Go ahead. Okay. So 
three weeks from the actual date that we walked, this was not even an idea in my mind. Like it's not something that I planned for. And that's, I think a lot of times in entrepreneurship, you have to be ready to pivot. And yeah. it's, it's one thing to plan and strategize and have a system. That's really, really important. But you also got to leave room for like magic to happen, you know? And, and for me, I was listening to a podcast with Abby Marcus and he was interviewing um, Mike Posner, who is the artist. You know, you think you're cooler than me, took yeah. a pill and a visa. And he, they were talking and I was really enjoying the conversation. All of a sudden, Aubrey goes, so tell me about this walk across America. And I'm like, wait, did he just say walk across America? And I like turned up the podcast and he was like, yeah, so I'm going to be walking from the East Coast to the West Coast, taking a year of my life to do it. And I'm like, what? Yeah, I'm like, that is so badass. So I kept listening. And the reason why he wanted to do it was his level of success was all about how much money can I get? How many albums can I sell? What, what's the lifestyle, right? He wanted to get that. And then once he reached it, he realized like so many of us that it wasn't all that it was cracked up to be, right? It wasn't what he thought it was. And he kind of spiraled down into a dark place and he pulled himself out. And he realized that success is not about the destination. It's about the journey. And he wanted to create something in his life that was a strong metaphor for that. And he couldn't think of anything better than to do a Forrest Gump move and walk yeah. across America. Because if he thought about all the miles he had to go, he would never start. But if he just took one step at a time, then that's all he could do, right? And so I loved that. And I was like, hmm. Yeah. I 100% resonate with it. How can I do something like that locally? Did he do it? He's still doing it. Like, He's if you still follow, doing it? This guy's just roaming it. around. I got to like, follow him now. Yeah, follow him. <laughs> so crazy. So, and, so, I mean, that's crazy. How long yeah. is it expected to take? One year. Oh, yeah. You said one year. One year. Can you believe oh, that? It's like, insane. And like he'll, he'll do free concerts for all the cities he travels through and people are that's like walking awesome. with him. It's so amazing. And so I'm like, okay, so how can I do that in Vegas? So I, I looked up my address and I looked up a local like mountain range called Mount Charleston in Vegas. Yeah. And that, ha that happened to be 57 miles from my doorstep. Hmm. And I was like, ooh, 57. Okay. I, I think I could do that. Right. And I started yeah. planning it out and I, and I started telling more people and the more people I told, the more they're like, well, have you thought about like doing it with other people? And I'm like, that's that's so true man that's a long walk i'm gonna need some company right yes so i knew most people would not want to walk through the mountain range at night so that's what helped me change the 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 scenery like change yeah. the route is and that then even I thought, safe <laughs> to walk through the mountains at night I mean, probably coyotes, <laughs> coyotes and all and kinds of things yeah like <laughs> too much stress <laughs> another element yeah <laughs> exactly so then i changed it to go around las vegas so that no matter where you lived you can join in and walk for as long as you wanted to and then yeah. I started thinking about what else can I offer to make this thing different? And I started offering, I offered one-on-one -on -one coaching. So I was literally coaching people as we were walking if they wanted it. That's cool. Then I paired up with the nonprofit to get like the service side. I don't want this to just be about me and, and challenging our minds, but also how can we give back to the community? And that's what brought the Just One Project in. And overall, 24 people walked. I was the only one to finish all 61, but there were some people who walked 40. My wife, Amanda, walked 30, no training, yeah. and majority of people walked in between 10 and 20. Wow. So, yeah, That's no amazing. training, no training for it. Like, yeah. And it's weeks. hot. It was hot. And it's like, hot. Yeah, yeah it's it was like Vegas, right? And it's Vegas springtime. So, 
Yeah, I thought, so tell me about this because, you know, this kind of, this reminds me of how it is in business or with any single goal that we create, right? Like mile one, you're like, yes, we're doing oh, this. Hell yes. yeah, you're talking about it. You're excited. You're telling the world about it. Mile 10, you're like, all right, am I really going to do this? Like, and this is just, <laughs> this is like, you know, week one into your diet, week one into your business, whatever. Right, right. So how was it at that halfway point? Because you're, you're on Instagram story, like, you were tired. I could tell oh, you're yeah. tired. You look tired. And you're like, we're just about halfway. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's yeah. the equivalent of two and almost a half marathons in, in one day. Like I saw two sunrises in yeah. one sitting. That's, that's crazy. <laughs> in one but walk. <laughs> in one walk. Yeah. In one exercise. <laughs> so yeah, right. half of the half of his 61 is 30 and a half yeah. around there was two long stretches of the walk that were the most grueling one because one of the walks you got to see where you were going, which was a 16 mile span. Mm. And so it was literally the perfect example of seeing how much work you have to do and not letting that psych you out. Yeah. Like I got to go all the way over there and it's already this hot and I'm already feeling this. Yeah. <sighs> You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So like, but then you just you just keep like for me, what helped a lot was looking down and just getting to the next light. Like yeah. I had to take that distance and chunk it down to something that was manageable. So yeah. I was like, you know, ten more steps, ten more steps. And I was I was taking those steps. I was like, you made a commitment today. You decided that you were going to do this. So many people talk. So many people say that they're going to do something and never follow through with it. That's not you continue to push forward, continue to push forward. Yeah. Um, along with like stretching and, and nutrition, obviously, but the mindset goes like, that's, that's what I was feeling. And then when we got to downtown, which is right about 35 miles. Yeah. Oh, that's when it started to kick in. My yeah. back was like really tight. The back of my calves and into my hamstrings were, it's, it's weird. So sore because the monotony of the same walk cycle for that period of time, it was like my legs couldn't fully straighten. Mm. And I'm like, I had to adjust how I walked just to walk. Yeah. I walked sideways. That. Yeah. Walking backwards. <laughs> yeah. Like trying to like mix it a diagonal, whichever. Like, a skateboard. <laughs> <No>. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. That was <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. The longest, the longest uh, breaks that we had were about 15 minutes. Uh, before we were on, on the ball again, cause we didn't want to get too cold. Mm. And my mom was a champ bringing in the ice, you know, the food that we needed, the electrolytes, but halfway, it was just like, I have, I have 15 hours left to go. Yeah. Oh, it's oh intense. No. And then all the morning people had left. So yeah. all the people that I started the walk with that were like, let's go, let's do this. Like couldn't handle it anymore. And I don't blame them. I never yeah. expected them to finish, but it was yeah. still like, okay. I gotta keep going. You know, I gotta were, keep going. Were you ever by yourself? Never by myself. That was really cool. Yeah. So, how were people when they had to get out? Were they like, "All right, I gotta"? <laughs> yeah, they're like, like, you know, it's kind of tough leaving someone when you're like, "Damn, they gotta walk for like another 15 hours." They were all amazing. They were all yeah. just like, "Bro, thank you so much for the opportunity. I had a, such a great time. You're gonna finish. I already know. I I just can't go. My my blisters are popping in my shoes. My oh my, my gosh. like." my back, I cannot, I can't stand up straight. Like I, I have to work tomorrow. Like it's, so, you know, all yeah, these like life. <laughs> yeah. Life happens after this. So, <laughs> so this is, this is interesting. Were you doing visualizations and things like that to like prep yourself for the three weeks before? I did not actually. 
No. Okay. Um, well, actually, in a, in a way, yes. When I was on the treadmill and I was just getting my walking gait down, my cycle, I would picture my feet walking on the sidewalk. So that's probably the extent, but like in a meditation sense where I'm not doing anything physical, just rehearsing it in my mind, I didn't do that. Okay. I was just yeah. curious. Yeah. So let's talk about, this is what I saw when I woke up at seven in the morning. It's like four in the morning, you're tired. Yeah. You're like at mile 54 or something. 56. You're lying down next to a gas station. <laughs> On like, the sidewalk. <laughs> yeah. And I'm watching Amanda and James. This was like, if this was a reality show, I was in it, right? Like it was very fascinating because I know you both. And I can just, I've been in a place where I'm like, I don't know if I can keep going. And hell, this is me at like minute 38 of a hard soul cycle. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm like, can I keep pushing? Yes, you can, right? But you are at this really intense pace, mile 56. You've been walking at this point, I think it was like 23 or 24 hours. 24 right? hours. It's been 24, 24 hours. hours. So 24 hours already walking. He's lying down and you say, all right, I'm done. Like, I'm, I'm done. good. And I was like, oh. But I was, but this is me and I, I saw Amanda was the same way. This yeah. is the woman in us, right? We're like, right. it's okay. You did great. Like, because you did, like, there's a lot of people that wouldn't have made it that far. It was still freaking impressive. But then tell us what happened next. Yeah. Okay. So this <laughs> okay. is the craziest part. Now yeah. leading up to this, like a mile out from that position, we were closing in on the 24 hour mark. And the 24 hour mark was important because I wanted to finish it in 24 hours. Hmm. And so- I was with five other people, my wife included, and we were walking down the street that was leading up to that gas station. And, we, and I was just surveying all the pain that people were feeling. Like people were throwing up, the feet oh were God. like so in pain. Everyone's just tired. We were averaging probably 0.3 miles per hour, like just yeah. skidding our feet across <laughs> the sidewalk. Like yeah. we could have had a cane and been, you know, that's yeah, how point, slow we were walking. What was it, 1.3 miles per hour? Oh, it was like around there. Like it was so oh, yeah. slow. And that's yeah. the thing. It, the hardest part wasn't the distance. It was the time that it took you to cover the distance. Yeah. You know, like there was only eight miles left, let's just say. And, but what that equivalated to was like four more hours of the yeah. current pain that you're feeling. So psychologically, you're questioning so many things in your mind. And so I'm surveying all the pain around me. And I'm like, you know what? We're already at the 24-hour mark let's just call it. And everyone's like, yeah, you yeah. know, I'm, I'm done. Like, let's, okay, cool. And I'll tell so you, let I, me just, let, I just want to say this just from my perspective that if it was me, it seems impossible. Like yeah. I know oh, that anything's sure. possible, but just looking at the way it looked and if you would tell me that they have to keep going, it's like, how? I saw how slow you were in like the slides before. Right? So, yeah. it's like, so I just want to like add in that even for me, I was like, I don't know how they right. I'm tired. I've been up 24 hours. Like I'm just done. My, my skin is so texturized from all the salt from the sweat wow. that I scrape my finger and it's like sandpaper. Oh like my that gosh. feels like. And so I'm walking down the street. I'm like, we're done. You know, I make a video on Instagram. I'm like, Hey guys, we're approaching the 24 hour mark about mile 55, mile 56. We're done. We just want to thank you all for the support. And we call my mom to come to the destination point, the gas station to pick us up. So we approach the gas station. I'm like, the end is near. I'm in my mind. I'm like, yes, finally. I just can't wait to get home. And then Brandon calls me. Yeah. This is the other guy that I said. Yeah. He's yeah. also going to be on the podcast before this one goes live. So. Oh, perfect. Okay. Yeah. So he calls me and I look at my phone and I'm like, should I answer it? I already know what he's going to say. He saw the Instagram story? He saw the story. <laughs> and he's in a different country, so different time zone. And so I pick up and he's like, I was like, hello? And he goes, bro, what are you doing? 
I'm like, what do you mean? He goes, you can't quit. I'm like, dude, I'm, I'm done. Like I can't, I'm physically, I can't walk. And as I'm talking to him, I'm crossing the street. And as soon as I get across the street to the Chevron, I, I hit the cement. Like my body literally has nothing left. I can't even lift a finger. Like that's how much, de- that's how depleted I am of energy. No reserves. And I'm talking to, I'm like barely holding the phone up. And he's like, you can't finish, man. Like this is, this is, you, you have such an opportunity to finish, you know, like this is a, something that no one can take away from you. If, if you finally get through it, and he's like, I can't, I, you've already done enough and I'm not going to force you to do it, but I just want to like be here for you and say that if you finish, it's going to be something that you're going to remember for the rest of your life. And I'm like, bro, I've already reached my limit at mile 40. It's mile 56. I can't go anymore. I'm done. And at this point I just wanted to get him off the phone. He's like, I love you. I know that you'll make the right choice. And so I hung up. And I'm just sitting there with my eyes closed. Like I could pass out. And I'm like, James, you talk about this in your trainings. Like you talk about mental toughness. You talk about going to a place mentally that you don't even know is there to get through the pain that you're feeling. You talk about that. And are you going to feel comfortable going in front of a crowd and saying that you only finished 56 miles out of 61 when you said that you would? Are you really going to do that? Are you going to be a hypocrite? If you do that, you're never going to be able to speak the same because there's going to be something inside of you that isn't going to be congruent. And when you tell someone else to stretch, you're going to remember this moment and when you didn't stretch. So like I was bullying myself more than I ever have in my entire life. I was saying things to like, it's almost like punching myself, right? Like get up, get up. Yeah. (laughs) And I roll over like a 90 year old man would roll over and I like get up. And I'm not even standing straight. My arms are on my, my knees. Like I'm just yeah. bent over. And I look over at my wife. And I'm like, you're not going to like what I'm about to say. And she goes, what? Yeah. And my mom is there at this point. And everyone else has been walking with us at, at that time. And I go, I have to finish. And she goes, no, no, no. Yeah. You can't. Look at you. You can barely walk. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, yeah. I have to finish. My mom's like, get in the car right now. And I, <laughs> I put my AirPods on. And I just start running. And it, it's not even, it's, it's not, I wouldn't categorize it as, as running. It's just putting my feet fast enough in front of each other so I don't fall. Mm. And I finished. I was like, you're not walking. You're running because you can't endure another three hours of this. You're yeah. running to the finish line. And so I averaged an 11-minute mile the rest of the way. So five more miles up until Coronado High School to the Holy point crap. where I finished. Holy crap. It was insane. Like it was like, and and the thing that's interesting is like watching it because you know, like I said, I literally woke up like wonder what they're doing now, you know, and I saw Amanda was pissed. She was. (laughs) She was was so pissed. It's because she was worried, and like I get it because you didn't look like you had any sort of running even a mile left in you. Oh, nothing. But that's the interesting. It's so fascinating. I mean, like I love David Goggins. I try to act like this and I end up getting sick or something and it's crazy. And I don't know, is it just certain people have different immune systems or like, what is it? I don't know. But here's the funny thing about this, that um, I was watching you and it was like the week or two weeks before my event or something. And I was already pushing myself, just not sleeping. I had stress and I got bronchitis and I was like, this is what I get trying to fucking keep (laughs) (laughs) going. I was like, yes, you can still go to souls. Like, yes, you can still do these two miles. And, I was like trying to do this and I got like, I literally had a cold and I was like, it's fine. Just sweat it out. And then I end up with like bronchitis oh, no. steroids and, all this shit. <laughs> and I was like, 
this is what I get trying to act like this. <laughs> but it was just funny. But I think yeah. everybody, it's in a different time space and we all push ourselves in different ways. Sure. But I just want to say like, that's so cool. And I love that you did do it because I mean, that slide or just having like this story, taking it anywhere, just challenge all of us to like, think about when we think that we have nothing left to give. Yes. We always find that we still have at least something, right? Absolutely. And that's why I love challenging myself is because I want to put myself in those environments to see how far I can push it. You know, I've, yeah. I've, I, it's like a, I don't know, I wouldn't say a rebel like type mindset, but just like, I don't like limits. I don't yeah. like labels. I don't like someone when they tell me I can or can't do something. Like if I want to do it, I, I impose like my will to do it. And yeah. that's that moment that I had on, on when I was laying on my back. That's the, that's the, the, how do I say this? That is the only moment that I can think of in my life where quitting was okay. Hmm. You know? Yeah. I've never been in that position before. I've never pushed myself to that physical limit to the point where like I was okay getting in that car. Yeah. And if I don't know if, if Brandon didn't open up the door, I probably would have left. And so he like, he sparked it, right? He sparked a thought. And then I had to carry through that thought and play that out. Mm -hmm. While I had nothing left to find something that is in all of us yeah. that we just have to make the choice to harness and actually take action on. And when we do, we level up like a hundred times. And yeah. the cool thing about that story and me going through that is now when I, when I speak or when I work with people and they give me like excuses or they give me, I could never do that. Or that's not me. That's not in my my wheelhouse. So that's not a skill yeah. that I have. I can tap into the space that I was in in that moment and transfer that congruence and that confidence to them. I love and it. That's like the best gift that I got from that night yeah. is like holding that space for people. Well, now you know it's possible. This is not exactly. just, and I think that's the difference between with coaches, mentors. This is the difference between hiring people that have actually embodied yes. these lessons that they teach versus just reading it in the book, we can all say, well, we always have more to give. Like you can listen to somebody like you, David Goggins with his, he does these kind of things like just keep going. But like, if you've never done it yourself, then you <laughs> don't know. And I think that's the importance of you have the blessing of having Brandon as a friend and him having you is like that person that isn't going to go along with it. Yeah. And like, just plant that seed. And then it was like, okay, there's this other reality that I could say yes to. Yes. And yes. let me like, let me live in that and see what happens. And holy crap, like it actually happened. Do you think you could have gone for another few miles? Like, how did you feel at the end? Like, um, we all do have a limit. I mean, our physical yeah, that's body true. is. That's true. I think wherever, as long as, I think if, as long as it was under 10 miles, I think I would have, I would have continued ran, running. Yeah. Um, just me knowing physically how long I had, because I know the streets so well. I, I, I was like, I zeroed in on the destination. So the thought of running anything else other than that wasn't even yeah. in my mind. Yeah. But if I were to like now and reflecting on it, I think if it was under 10 miles, I would have, I would have been able to finish. It would have been tough, That's fascinating. Yeah. but I would have finished. So how has this, you said one way is like now, cause you have like truly embodied this next level of like yes. tap in yes. and you know that people have it. And I know for me, even like not maybe with physical things, of course, with some physical stuff, but I know with mindset around stretching my reality around income and content creation and writing and discipline that when other people 
like paying attention to someone else that it's done it and someone else saying that it does, it shows us this reality yeah. and we can either choose to agree to whatever limitations we have or step into this next space. How else has this choice or just like this stretch impacted your life since? Cause it's so recent. This, yeah. This is also um, reinforced the power of who's in your corner. Mm. Every step of the walk, we had different mile points where we took breaks and people could join in at those mile markers every step of the way, a new fresh body came in and revitalized the group that was walking for an extended period of time. Mm -hmm. And so I learned that at certain stages of your entrepreneurial journey or just your life in general, there's going to be lows, lows where like, you're like, I don't know how much further I can go. And then bringing in someone, whether that's a coach, a friend, a family member, putting yourself in an environment that can revitalize you to keep you on the path is mm -hmm. super, super important. Yeah. And that's like why masterminds are, for me are really powerful or having a coach is really powerful for me is because they create that extra accountability. They can give you that surge, like those, uh, those things on your chest, like revitalize you, yeah. you know, like that's what you need sometimes when you're going through the thick of it. So that helped a lot. And then, that. um, on the other side, Brandon, like holding me to such a high standard and not letting me falter from that one, I hated him in that moment. Yeah. But afterwards, I loved him, you know? Yeah. So yeah. It's, like a, it's like a love-hate thing. Like you're not going to like the people that remind you of your greatness because that requires more effort on your end. But in the long term, you build more sustainable success because you push yourself through what most people don't. Yeah, that's, and that's so what makes true. Difference. That's so true. And it's like, that's why when um, I think James Wedmore said it, where like, if you notice someone pissing you off, you should probably hire them. <laughs> hey, that's good. Yeah, but it's true. And also I love what you said about the revitalization because it does, it reminds me of like the seasons of life where, you know, you do need to bring in that fresh perspective and just like that. It just is a different mirror for us. It shows us something different, but it's so cool how this walk over 25 hours and some change, like is so relatable to like all these oh, yeah. parts of life. Anytime I experience pain now, I'm like, dude, you walked for 25 hours straight get your, get your ass up, you know, like yeah. go through with it. Uh, yeah. so it's such, it's such a powerful anchor in my mind now that anytime pain comes up, it's like a, a it's like a leg of the table of my self-belief in myself. You know, it's a strong yeah. leg that I can go back to and remember and step into in moments when I need it. Yeah. Do you like, cause I know that you work with a lot of people, you speak at a lot of yeah. Uh, like corporations and things like that, right? Like yep, yep. teams, like you're, you work a lot with teams, right? But you work with yeah, individuals. So it's, it's funny. Like I work with a lot of high performing individuals and that's, that could be a C-level executive. That could be a high performance athlete or coach. Um, those are the types of people that I normally work with. And then recently, mm -hmm. uh, I probably say in the last two years, it's been more group work and that's mm -hmm. where MGM, Caesars, Nike, all these people are more team-based working with like leadership and how to sustain high performance within that team right. through their mindset and getting everyone to, to work together. So yeah, that, that's been a, a thing that I've been working on too. Sweet. So with what, like you just challenge yourself in a big way. Did you feel like a little, like this is what happens with me. And I hear this a lot from people. I hear from a lot of women. I, you know, hang out with a lot of women, but we have these things. Like I had my event and we do things. And then you feel like this, like, yes, yeah, so excited. So excited. Here's the event. It's here. And then it's like, what now? <laughs> like, you know, mm -hmm. after you did this walk, like you have, I know you have this, this mastermind coming up. We'll talk about that in a little bit, but is there something big and juicy that's going to be driving you? Or is there another thing that you're kind of like setting your eyes on or you yes. for the next challenge? Like, what is it? What's Iron happening? Man's next. 
Wait, Iron Man? I don't yeah. really know. What is an Iron Man? Okay, so I'm doing, a half, I'm doing a half Iron Man, not the full, because okay. um, I was suggested by a friend who just did the full. Like, mm. the way, what you put your body through is absolutely insane. And if, if you're just wanting to do it to say that you've done it and learn more about yourself, like, which yeah. is just what I want to do, then the half would be the way to go. So the half is one point, I believe it's 1.2 mile swim in the ocean, followed by a 60 mile bike ride, and then a half marathon run. Well, how much is a half marathon run? I don't uh, 13 know. miles. Wow. So, okay, if people are doing that just for the half, then what are they doing for the full? Just for like a little like, self-abuse? <laughs> the full is like, <laughs> I think it's two, two and a half mile swim. Okay. Which is, depending on how fast you are, that's like two, two hours, two hours, 15 minutes swim constantly in the ocean with currents and all of that. With uh, yeah. thousands of other people in the water yeah. kicking you and all that. Then a 120 mile bike. And then a full marathon, which is 26 miles, 26.2 miles. Holy crap. So, no, but I meant like, I wonder what the gain is from that. Like, I mean, oh, <laughs> like, oh, I mean, sorry. what are they? No, no, it's okay. It's interesting to know, but like, because you're like, well, this is just if you just want to know more about yourself. Well, see, that's like, what I, that's why I'm doing it. Like, again, yeah. like that's a physical limit that I haven't done. So when I'm in the water, in the ocean, and I'm looking at things swim under me, or I'm getting kicked in the face by someone's foot, yeah. or I'm physically like no, no air is left because maybe I'm exerting my body in a way that I have never have before. That is the dialogue that I want to understand. Yeah. Like what, what comes into my mind that convinces me to stop? And then how do I, how do I turn that around and finish? That's I powerful. love that, but yeah. it sucks and I, yeah. no one likes it, but yeah. I don't know. I feel, I feel like I level up so many so many levels when that happens i'm able to push through and i walk around with this certain level of energy that those moments give me hell yeah that's like it, true inner authority i mean you're like oh, yeah i have this telling me to stop and i'm just going to ignore that and find <laughs> something deeper and i mean i think that's what it really is about right and this is yeah. just you're like really going and like really diving into it so for this how long like what's it look like when are you going to do that September 8th. It's in That's Santa pretty Cruz. Soon. It's like 90 days. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. yeah. So you'll be swimming in. Have you ever swam, swam far in the ocean? No, I haven't. <laughs> yeah. I know. I go out to like here and I'm like, no. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. that will be really cool. So we'll have to all watch James go through this process. So tell us now, now that you are, and I know that like for all the, I know more ladies listen, but there are some men sure. that also listen. So I say like women are always like, I can't get my husband to want to go into growth. I can't get my husband to do this. What about for you? And I, I've had some takeaways from other men that I've asked, like, well, what do you do? If, yeah. What would be that advice for someone to get for a woman that is like leading the growth in the relationship? How, what yeah. do you like kind of tell the man or what's some things you can kind of drop some hints or yeah. What do you have to I say? Think there? It's, well, this is something that I've learned over the, over the years. And the moment it made sense to me is the moment I started growing at astronomical rates and it, go, it summarizes into, into a couple of words, growth over ego. As a man, I'm very prideful. I'm, I'm all about challenge. I'm all about, I also compare myself way more than I need to. And that can be an advantage and that can be a disadvantage depending on how you use it. But for me, I was always concerned with how strong do I look? How good do I sound? How, 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 you know, how much money do I make? And all of these things defined me as a man. And, you know, that maybe that's from society. Maybe that's from my upbringing with my parents. I don't know where that came from. Well, 
probably came from a mixture of those, but right. it wasn't until I started switching that to, am I getting better at the thing that I want to get better at? And so if that's speaking, am I getting better at speaking? If, if my, you know, what I like to do is exercise or if what I like to do is, you know, train, then am I getting better in that? Not, am I the best at it? Not, yeah. am I making a lot of money at it? Not, am I being seen a certain way, but am I growing in it? That was the biggest shift. And I think a lot of men, including myself, are very ego-driven. And if, we do, if we're going to be asked to do something that makes us seem weak or vulnerable, mm. we avoid it. And so when a woman comes to us, the woman that we love, and calls us out, and we haven't done the inner work of understanding those dynamics within ourselves, we're always going to act from an ego standpoint of defending. Mm. Of, I'm not weak the way you're saying that I am. But the woman doesn't mean it like that. The woman's just challenging because she believes that the man has more potential than what he's giving. Right. And maybe the, the man is not going through the right personal development as far as getting clear on what they want because they keep repeating the same story. Well, I don't know. If I do that, then it's going to lead to this. And if I do that, then I don't want to do that for long term. So let me just not go there and let me stay in my current position. And then yeah. it kind of like creates all of this mess yeah. and because they don't have had it figured out. They don't want anyone else telling them how they should figure it out. Right. And so it creates this like stalemate where the man's too proud to say that he needs work. And the woman might be too aggressive on getting him to that point. So it, it goes both, it goes on both sides. It's like the, for me as a man, I need to recognize that I'm not where I need to be or not, I'm not where I want to be. And that yeah. there's, there's areas for me to improve and there's areas and it's okay to be vulnerable. In fact, vulnerability is the, is the strongest you can be because no, no one goes there. Right. If you can be a man that could be vulnerable and say, look, I need help. I don't get it. I'm in a place right now that I don't want to be. I'm confused. I'm lost. I don't, have a, I don't have a purpose. I don't have a mission. I don't have something that I can believe in. And you can feel comfortable saying that as a man, you just leveled up your strength 10 times. Yeah. And because you're able to do that and open up the space for you to figure it out, now your woman can come in and help. But until then, you just have this barrier around you that only you can interact with you. And you yeah. can only go so far like that. Yeah. You know, once you let out that outside perspective, they can see things that you can't. And so being okay to open up that, and it doesn't mean that you're not enough. It doesn't mean that you're a weak man. It doesn't mean that you've lost your masculinity. It means yeah. that you, you've embraced it. I, and I find like for me, just with like men that I've dated or men that I've seen, like when something goes wrong, it's like where men try to want like close up, but then it creates this like shame and unworthiness. And yeah. it's like, it's not necessary, <laughs> like right. it, but I get how, so I see the dynamics that coach some men too, but I always say, this is interesting. But even now I've had a few women that are kind of like in my orbit, either working with me privately or they're in a group of mine. And they're just like, I really know that he is like, he would maybe be open to it, but he's a little bit uncomfortable. So it's like, you know, what is that that intro to that, you know, and yeah. um, I don't know. I love the book, The Way of the Superior Man. Have you read that book? I've, I've read half of it. I, like I haven't read, read it all yet. Yeah. Even for women, I got it one day and I was like, this is so fascinating. <laughs> it's, a, it's a lot about also women and the wild yeah. side of women, which I think is we should, we should understand both because we can't also be like the nagging, bitching, pushing women. Like you said, if it's too aggressive, then it mm -hmm. feels like something's wrong with you or you need to do this. And then it just doesn't feel good either. 
Yeah. Also, I'll say about uh, that is appreciation too. A lot of us will always find the things that we're not doing and focus on those rather than the things that we are doing. And so that little shift, and I think Tony Robbins talks about this, but yeah. trade your expectations for appreciations. Yeah. Like that simple shift can make a, a world of a difference too. That's true. Um, and that's something that I make sure that I focus on with Amanda is like, appreciating, appreciating. Thank you for doing that. Thank you for doing that. Thank you for doing that more so yeah. than, Hey, I need this from you. I need this from you. Yeah. You I know? love that. You and Amanda are so cute. I love watching your you. relationship. Don't you have also some couple stuff that you guys are doing together or yeah, that we did? have a, a speak, uh, we, a speech this week in, in Arizona where okay. we're going to be speaking to 30 couples on how to strengthen it, how to, how to live purpose driven, like, uh, yeah, like, you know, high energy like, kind of relationship together. Yeah. Right? Like, I mean, I think, and I see, I'm not in a relationship right now, but I'm also not settling for one. So that's sure. why I'm like, <laughs> yeah, hey, yeah. right. For right. that, someone that can meet me there. But so I, I love these dynamics and I love like exploring what that means, but relationships that do have like a true purpose together. Yeah. And they're like, this is what we want to create together. Not just I'm creating over here. I'm creating there. Yeah. And then we, obviously you do that too, but it's like that collective creation is well, really I mean, awesome. I think Amanda may have told you this story, but this is kind of how our relationship started. And I think this is so important for people who want a stronger relationship is really getting clear on their values and, and expressing those values, not hoping yeah. that the person loves you enough to get you or mind read, but right. actually having the conversation that you know could potentially end in you guys not being together. Right. And I think Mark Grove says this better than anybody, but he's like, people value being in a relationship more than they value being honest. Mm -hmm. And that was like, as soon as I heard that, oh, so I, like, powerful. So powerful. And so when we started our relationship, I took a man to this special place that no one has ever been to overlooking the Las Vegas Strip. And it was like on top of a mountain. And, you know, I, bet, I was like, you, I bet you're probably wondering why I brought you up here. <laughs> yeah. She's like, yeah, I'm alone. Are you going to like, you yeah, know, like leave me out here? yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, like right. And I'm like, yeah. one thing you have to know about me is I value growth. And that that is my life. And if we're not growing in this relationship, then we should just end it now. If that isn't going to be the foundation of what this relationship is built on, then we we shouldn't waste anybody's time. Yeah. And I and I kind of let it sit. You know, it probably sat for about 10, 15 seconds before she was like processing things in her head. And right. she came back with like, I couldn't agree more. And because we had that conversation, anytime we've experienced rockiness in our relationship, you know, where we questioned things, where we yelled at each other, where we said things that we didn't mean that hurt one another, that because we had that conversation, we always knew where's our area for growth in here? Mm. Where can we grow together as a couple? We're not, not run, not right. quit. But how can we grow if that's really what we are about and that's really what we want? That was our guiding force. That was like our lighthouse when we were at sea. You yeah. know, that's what guided us. I love that. And it's like bringing it down from like the individual to even the collective level. They say in our edges, the greatest opportunities, right? And yes. no one wants to be on the edge, but like no. we have to look for it because the edge is where what we really are seeking <laughs> is that discomfort. Yeah. And it's like, I've been thinking about this a lot lately. The happier people are, it's almost like the more pain they experience. Yeah. Well, I think there's, I think there's a strong correlation and pain can be different for many people. I'm not saying like physical yeah. pain, like punch yourself in the arm type pain, but the discomfort that comes with you doing something that you're not used to doing. Yeah. It like brings a different level of life to your life. Yeah. Awareness. I would Aware, say. Awareness. If yeah. If you like, own the pain, if you own it and yes. embrace it, 
and learn from it, you can find like that life is magical and beautiful and all these things in the like, you know, moment by moment. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a treasure chest. Yeah. So that is really powerful. So I love that. So anyone that's here listening, couple stuff, because I think it's important that we should grow. If I know that's one thing for me is that it's been very powerful is like someone that is in that growth space. And mm-hmm. I want to do growth on my own and growth together. So someone that's looking for something together, keep an eye on Amanda and James for that, for their couples, brunches and all these things. But tell us about this mastermind that's coming up yes. because I mean, this is something like I've already referred someone to it. If Thank you. you know a man, or even if you are listening and this sounds like something that speaks to you, tell us about what's happening yeah. and when it starts. Yeah. So it's for men or women, service-based, purpose-driven entrepreneur. And a lot of masterminds are focused on business, which is obviously really important because, you know, it's important to generate sales and make money. And that can in turn give us a lifestyle that we've never had. But more importantly, too, it's, it's, a, it's a blend of life, too. You know, I wanted a business life balance where, yes, you have your business and it is what you do and you are making an impact there. But what about you as an individual? What, what about the relationships that you have in your life that strengthen you as a person? And I felt like that piece wasn't heavily focused on in a lot of masterminds yeah, that, that I've you know, seen. And so I really wanted to emphasize that is like, yes, we're going to learn about business. You're going to make more money. You're going to get clear on your vision. You're going to level up in so many ways in your business life, but you also are going to do that in your personal life. You're going to build relationships that are going to be there for you when you need them. Because how many times do we have friends and we call them and they're like, oh, I can't talk right now or, hey, can I call you back later? But like to have people in your corner that when you call, they pick up the phone, they say, how can I serve? How can I help? Because they understand the journey that you're on. They understand how much time goes into owning a business. They understand how how crazy your schedule can be. They understand the, the moments where you feel like you're an imposter or you feel like you're not good enough or you're your work isn't making a difference in the world. They get it. So to be around other people like that who get it for you is, is a game changer. And then talking about like your own fears, your own insecurities and working through that in a space where you're not judged, where it's embraced. Like you're, we want that information because we know that once we have it, we can shift it into an energy that you can use to go out there and be a leader that makes more of an impact that becomes someone that people can follow or look up to and admire from a distance. Like because we don't go through those things, we don't create the space in our life to harness it. And I find that the more vulnerable we can be with each other, the people that are in our corner that love us, the stronger we end up becoming. We're not ruled by our weaknesses or our fears we are pulled by our strengths and our, and our love for what we do and for the people that are in our life. And so that's that. what the mastermind is. It's four months, begins yeah. August, ends November 30th. And it's all about increasing revenues, increasing impact, and also increasing self-awareness and vulnerability to the point where you're building a tribe that is with you for the long haul. I love that. I like it because too, a lot of people focus on the beginning of the year and I don't think enough people focus on the end of the year. Yeah. Because yeah. Like the end of the year, if you go through the end, last end of the year, start feeling like crap, you're not going to just go into January feeling like, yes, let's do this because you have the residual mm. effects. I mean, because it's a new year. Okay. But it's the continuous of like your last choices, right? Like, yeah. so it's like having that momentum at the end of the year, it's so powerful. And I just don't, don't think enough people put emphasis it's on true. it. It's true. Especially if you've had a good year, it's easy to take that foot off the gas, yeah. right? And yeah. 
when you take that foot off, then you lose a little bit of the edge. You lose a little bit of that sharpness. And then you have to gain back that momentum when the year starts again, rather than just carrying it through. I would say even if you're not having a great year, it also becomes this compounded like, okay, well, it's summer. This is a lot of women with kids, especially they're like, it's summer, it's summer vacation. And it's like, okay. And then it's, okay, school starting. Okay. And then it's holidays. And then what? It's right. a winter and it's not sexy then either. So like right, right. You know, we have to really commit to it all the time. It's like my teacher says, discipline is a discipline, right? Mm. So James, you are amazing. I think you like are gonna have to do a TED talk or something on your on your that, walk. That's actually so a, a dream of mine. So if you got any connections, let me know. <laughs> I don't. I want to do a TED talk too, but I just put cool. that out there for you into Thank the you. like infinite potential. But I can see it being a very fascinating one with all of your gems and wisdoms. You're a great speaker, you share great things. And I know that you have so much greatness ahead for you. So thank you, thank you for sharing all that with the harmonious hustle, friends. Go follow James, um, Instagram. Are you on Facebook? You're on Facebook. I'm on Facebook. Yeah, but I, I don't use it as much as Instagram. Okay. Do you do Twitter yeah. or LinkedIn or any of those things? I, I have a Twitter. I don't use it. I don't Me use either. LinkedIn. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, follow him on Instagram. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's the funnest place to play. Right, on right. Anyway. And um, James, is there anything else that you want to leave with us before we go? Uh, yes. I think that everyone has greatness within them. And I don't, that may sound cliche. But in my experience, I know that it's true. Everyone has greatness, but greatness is also a choice. Mm. And if you make that choice and you discipline yourself, if you go through the short-term pains, in quotations, then you're going to have the long-term pleasure. But if you settle for the short-term pleasure, then you're going to end up having long-term pain. Mm. Powerful. Thank you for sharing that with us. Thank you so much. Absolutely. I appreciate you. Thank you. there you have it, my friends. I want to know, what's your favorite takeaway from today's show? I love when you share your highlights from the show. Be sure to tag me when you share so I can give you a proper shout out. If you haven't already, subscribe. And while you're there, rate and review because your feedback, it really means the world to me. Until next time, remember to harmonize your hustle.